You're listening to Let's Do Lunch, and I'm with Kate Baldwin, and we're at Village Prime in the Village. Welcome. Thank you. Have you ever been here before? No, never, but I know this block fairly well because a friend of mine used to live right here on Bleecker. Um, and it's fun to walk down and see what stores are still here and which ones have moved on. I know the neighborhood has changed dramatically down here. Mm -hmm. Very much so. A lot of those, uh, do you remember Grandpa's? No. It was what was like, that? He from the Munsters. Oh wow. He had a restaurant. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't want to plug another restaurant while we're at Village Prime. But. Right, 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 right. No, but it's so it's so um, cozy in here. I guess because it's raining outside today, but like it feels so warm and cozy and and leathery and sparkly and good in here. I know, and you never know what to wear anymore because <laughs> today it's 65 degrees. Yesterday it was 25 degrees. I know. The weather That's, is nuts. I know. It's this time of year. Yeah. So I got to see Songbird. I loved it. Oh, good. Loved it. Tell me how you came upon the part. How did that happen? Uh, they called me in um, August. I was um, on vacation, actually, with my family in Michigan. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, tea delivery. Um, Amy Spanger uh, had been part of the show's development for, I think, a year and a half or oh, yeah. two years, something like that. So I'm friends with her, and I remember her all of her posts on Facebook about it and how passionate she was about it. And I also knew my friend Erin Dilly, um, and I've been friends for a long, long time. She plays your best friend in yep, the show. That's right, that's Colleen. right. And so she um, had been talking about it too and, and just how much she loved it. And I'm a fan of Lauren Pritchard's, and so, of course, I knew who she was. And so when my agent called and said, hey, there's this project and they need somebody, and actually you should make this decision fairly quickly. <laughs> so I did. So I, you know, sort of locked myself in a room and I read it and I uh, listened to it and um, fell in love with it pretty fast. And so quickly I said yes. I am so in love with Nashville. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to visit. No, no I never have. Okay. When you go to Nashville, you will find this out. It's like there is a boot store on every corner, kind of like a Starbucks on every corner. And you, they, you get two for one. I don't have my Nashville boots on today, mm -hmm. but they're fabulous. Aww. So that's what I was thinking about when I saw this, this play was Nashville. Yeah, well, that's where it's at, you know, uh, right outside Nashville. And um, to prepare for it, I, I saw the Robert Altman film, of course. That's, oh, really? That's, uh, you didn't watch the Nashville television series? No. <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't. I watched the film um, just because I really wanted sort of a the authentic flavor of, you know, well, and he's so good at giving you sort of like, you know, ambiance and um, people just behaving in everyday situations and just sort of like that kind of that kind of loosey goosey um, atmospheric is the is the word that I was looking for. Yeah, Sorry, I'm just getting over a cold. <laughs> I can't think of words. But um but yeah, the atmosphere of it. I also got to read a book um, called Dreaming Wide Awake and it told the story of three country artists. One was Garth Brooks, one was a young man named Wade Hayes, and then it told the story of Winona Judd and all and the Judds and their, you know, uh, trajectory and oh, specifically cool. Winona and how she deals with um, with everything that has come her way. So, oh yeah, because there's a lot of there's a lot of familial themes that run through Songbirds. So I guess you, you probably got a lot out of that book. Well, out of that book, it was mainly about being a woman in the country music scene, and okay. I think how difficult it was to sort of break into this old boys club. Gotcha. Um, yeah. For the Judds, especially. Hi, Joe. Come on over here. Okay. Oh, hey. Okay. We're going to put Joe right on the mic here. So tell us all about Village Prime. What's like your favorite foods to eat here? 
The prime is nice. I mean, obviously it's a steakhouse, so the steaks are great. I usually steer people towards the ribeye. It's the most are rare. you a meat eater? Who, me? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh, for good. sure. She's good. Okay. I'm from Wisconsin, okay. oh yeah. Awesome. The lobster macaroni and cheese is quite Ooh, nice. my lord. You know? um, and I really, really like the crab cake. Excellent. Um, as far as the lunch, those are from the dinner, but as far as the lunch menu, um, you know, it's a really nice cross-section. Things we do, you got pastas, you got fish, you got uh -huh. some meats. Um, just the highlights of today, the soup of the day is a pumpkin bisque. Oh, I love pumpkin. Yeah, it's very fall-like, even though this is seasonal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the pasta of the day is a fettuccine bolognese. Um, and then the risotto of the day is a saffron seafood risotto that we're doing. Wow. Well, sounds yum. Now, what, what sort of uh, white wine do you have? I feel like I want to have a glass of white. Oh, I mean, we have pretty much everything you could want. Chardonnay. I know there are wines all over the. Uh... All over the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got like Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, Sancerre, Pinot Grigio. Pretty much anything that can fit anyone's taste profile. Sancerre. Sancerre. Yeah. She's, she's, on my, she's on my level. I love her already. Sancerre. Okay. <laughs> like we both went, okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I have a glass of Sancerre. And Kate, what would you like to I'm eat? having, oh, oh, uh, let's see. May oh, I oh, have. drink first, of No, well, I'm having a tea because I'm just getting over a cold. So let's see. Um, you know, that bisque soup is going to be hard to pass up. You know what? I'm going to have the pumpkin bisque soup, mm -hmm. please, and the roasted salmon, please. And the, ro the salmon? Yes, please. A uh, temperature on that? Medium. And Thank I would you. love to start with the vegetable flatbread mm -hmm. and the salad nissoir. So the flatbread and then the salad nissoir? Yes, right. and you'll have some flatbread, right? You'll sure. Try these. Sure. Uh, so you got the wine. I got the wine. Yes, we do. Sancerre. Sancerre. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Joe. All right. There is no hot chicken today. <laughs> Go, going back to Nashville. Oh, pepper chicken. Yeah, pepper yeah, chicken. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, going back to um, Right Songbird. Right, yeah. And actually, one of our um, actors in the show, Drew McVitie, is a fabulous cook. Oh. And um, Saturday, between shows, made a huge batch of pepper chicken. He did not. For the cast. And we all feasted on amazing, good pepper chicken. And he made it, you know, you, know, you could have it with the hot sauce or without. You could sort of heat it up the way you wanted it to be. No, so what is actually what's the prop that's actually in those paper bags? Because they they looks like they have like just the right grease uh -huh. on the bags. Well, that's the just show. the bag being greased. The the there are just boxes in the then they're empty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, what I also wanted to talk to you about on the show is the style of singing for you. Yeah. Did you find that that you had to sort of get that country twang going? Was that important? Yes. Um, I didn't uh, really have experience with country music before this show and it felt a little bit um, daunted by that sound so I asked Lauren Pritchard who I should listen to oh. and she gave me sort of a, a playlist uh, of people to, to listen to. Now I'd always been a fan of like Patsy Cline and I love Dolly Parton and I love um, Loretta Lynn so I had sort of had like the old school um, singers in my head um, but Lauren turned me on to Martina McBride Oh. And said, listen to her. And because she said, listening to the way I sing and listening to the way she sings, there were similarities in uh, tone and vocal production. And I think she's probably right. So I, I did. I listened to a lot of Martina McBride. And then. Thank you, Joe. All right. Thank you. She was really easy. Cheers. Cheers. Here's my chamomile tea. Clink tea. Yay. It's <laughs> great. Oh, good. And also, I just listened to her a bunch because, you know, she's from Jackson, Tennessee. So she has that in her bones, in her essence, the style of singing. Have you come to appreciate country music more since Definitely. doing the show? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think, I don't know, I think uh, what, I, what I will say is that more people listen to it than I thought. A lot of people come, sort of in my life, have come out of the woodwork saying, you know what, I secretly love country music. Really? But I don't talk about it because I don't <laughs> want people to think of, you know, this way or that way. Yeah. And, but, you know, so many people do just really adore it. And I see why. It's good storytelling, and if you have a good hook, you know, it, um, it can really be so satisfying, I think, as a listener and as a singer. Yeah, I want to talk to you about the phenomenal musicianship in this show, everybody plays guitar and violin and... Well, the, everybody who plays instruments on this show has been part of it for a year and a half, two years. So they have sort of had it in their, in their blood. Um, but, you know, some of our guitarists, um, I think Adam and Eric have been playing since they were 12 years old. And, and they also had, a, you know, sort of a hand in musically arranging the show. Oh, that's cool. Because Lauren composes on the piano. She doesn't play guitar. And there is no piano in our show. Yeah, I've never felt less talented in, this, in a group of people than I do at the Songbird because, you know, I think Andy Taylor alone plays mandolin, cello, and guitar, you know, so he plays three different instruments throughout the course of the evening. So, yeah, so, I, and I don't play any. <laughs> I got, you know, demoted from shaker egg to nothing. Oh, no, no. <laughs> if you're just joining us, this is Let's Do Lunch. I'm with Kate Baldwin, and we're at Village Prime. So, the beginning of the show, you're singing in the Grand Ole Opry Circle. Right. And I had the opportunity, actually, to go onto that circle, and then $45 later, they, <laughs> they sell you the picture. Fabulous. It's so funny. That's so great. I'm so glad you knew what it was. A lot of people have come to the show, and they don't know what that circle means, that yeah. they don't know that it's a d direct reference to the Grand Ole Opry. Absolutely. They yeah. think it's an, a, a hydraulic or a trap door or something. It's going to either raise up out of the stage or it's going to... That's funny. Or it's going to go down in. And and people are sometimes confused by it. It does make for some really cool lighting effects, though, too. It's sort of creates... I love the lighting in the Like in a, the play. a ring of fire there. I love the whole lighting in the play. The lighting was fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So did you have to learn the two-step uh, for, for this show? And... You had your cowboy boots on. So. Yeah. Um, we have a choreographer, and her name is Lee Sunday Evans, and she gave us some, some steps. That was I thought it was more step. line dancing. Line, there you that's go. That's what it was. Line dancing. Yeah, that's what I would categorize it as. But, like, you know, my only reference to line dancing is, like, the electric slide that I did on a cruise ship once when I was, you know, in my 20s. I know, me too, me too. <laughs> Although I did take a country, no, no, no. I took a country western dance class once at Denim and Diamonds. Do you remember that club? No. Does that ring a bell at uh -uh, all? Where no. are you from? Wisconsin. Oh, so then you wouldn't, you wouldn't uh -uh. know Denim and Diamonds. Where are you from? I'm from... Brooklyn originally, okay. but I spent a lot of time in New York City okay. dancing. Okay. So yeah, I love the look of this character. Mm -hmm. So talk about that. You're so fit, and I'm, mm, you look you. great all the time. But, thank you. But I think you became even more fit. Am yeah. I right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I made a choice because, well, we were talking about Can Can before. You yeah. know, you can compare her to Pistache from Can Can. You know, I thought. You know, in Can Can, she should be sort of like voluptuous and buxom and kind of florid almost. You know, a woman who believes in indulgence and excess. And so that's, right. in a way, I wanted her physicality to reflect that. And she's wearing, you know, velvet and... Fabulous costume. Fabulous, that kind of thing. And so, but for this, I really wanted... Tammy Tripp is a, is a country star and has been one for 20 years. And so she... It, and she has had to 
reinvent herself to make herself uh, current and yeah. um, relevant in uh, as, a, as an artist. That happens in all facets of, of our entertainment industry, doesn't it? Sure, yeah. yeah. But the person I sort of connected her to more than anyone was Madonna. Like, if you look at a person who has reinvented herself over and over and over again. That's interesting. Um, Madonna really has, you know, fashioned a new version of herself every so often, every five years, every ten years. She's a new mm -hmm. yeah. person. And I find, and I thought that that was helpful for Tammy because she is struggling to hold on to her life, hold on to the things that she thinks are slipping away. So I wanted her to feel kind of wiry and kind of like, you know, not, I wanted her to feel strong. She's the person in her, in her romantic relationship with Beck. She's the one who, who wears the pants yeah. and who makes and the call. she's a little older, maybe. And she's older, yeah. yeah. She's supposed to be 10 years older than he is. Okay. And so, so she has this, you know, authority about her. And so I thought along with that should come some, you know, biceps. <laughs> so... I have those now. She says that so casually. Mm -hmm. Some biceps, like Madonna biceps? Like I worked really hard on those, yeah. <laughs> come to yoga with me. I'll show you how to do it. All right. Mm -hmm. You should have gotten uh, Madonna to come train you. Yeah, sure. She's got nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to keep those biceps after I'm gonna this I'm going to try show? my best. Like I'm not going to have any of this bread right here. Would oh. you like some? No, because I'm having a flatbread. <laughs> it's beautiful, though. Thank you for the bread. <laughs> it's gorgeous. <laughs> Smells delicious. I'll just have to like live on the smell. So you had to seriously cut out carbs. Yes, and the joke of the cast is, you know, when I say on stage, I'm hungry, let's go get some chicken, Erin Dilly's pointing at me, she's going, no, no, she really is hungry. She's starving. You don't understand what she's done. It's true. As a person, as my, in my life, I love food. I love to eat it. I love to make it. I love to talk about it. I love food. And so... So to deny myself beautiful bread like that is, is, is hard. Should we remove it from the table? It's fine. It... I like smelling it. Okay. I just like looking at it. Okay. <laughs> so what do you cook? What do you like to make? Well, these days I'm just trying to do a lot of um, whole foods, you know. Um, you have a son, a four-year-old. Yeah, home. he's four and a half. Yeah. Yes. Colin. See, my husband and I got on this kick together because he is doing a production of A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum oh. at Two River Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey. Okay. We'll give a little plug. Yep. It's an all-male production. Um, and so he is playing the gladiator. He's playing the threatening um, warrior who comes in and demands. Do you know that show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Who comes Zero in and demands. Sure, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's playing Miles Gloriosus, who comes in and demands his bride. And so he was the one who said, well, gee, I really feel like I need to get really fit for this so that people think that I'm a menace <laughs> and a real threat. And so, um, so that's when, you know, in August we started to like cook better and, and eat better and work out more. And, um, and right now we're exhausted and hungry. <laughs> but you know it's opening night for him and he looks fabulous and oh, I look, yeah. and I think I look pretty okay so it's all right that that's all that matters and we watch our son eat you know what pizza pizza and cookies and ice cream oh sure he's four he, okay. you know he eats plenty of the good stuff too he just eats all the time like he's a kid who just he's growing all the time everybody sees him and thinks he's five or six oh, yeah. he's cuz he's so tall how did you meet your husband we met doing um uh, production of 1776, that no. musical, uh -huh. wow. at, at the Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C., which is historic. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was cool to be doing a show that was about American history in an historic place. 
And um, Graham played Richard Henry Lee, and I played Martha Jefferson. And both of those characters have very little to do after, hmm, like the fourth scene in the show. Okay. So everybody else would be on stage um, signing declarations and singing songs and stuff, and he and I would be backstage getting Making to know each out. other. <laughs> no, not quite, but like just getting to know each other, yeah. <laughs> Maybe drinking bourbon, I don't know. It, it happens, it happens. It, it was um, it was more fun than anything else. Like that show is, a, is is really fun, and especially our roles in it. Like he sort of played the blowhard buffoon who was jumping around with a riding crop. I mean, the first time I ever saw him, <laughs> he was on top of a desk That's with a, a riding visual. crop. Yeah, pointing at the ceiling and and po po poking Ooh, through the. Oh, that soup looks great. And that's the flatbread. Where is? Stick that right in the middle. Kate's not eating it, but I will have it. <laughs> I'm glad you will. Okay. Thank you so much, Joe. This is gorgeous. Thanks very much. Thank you. Okay, so your husband's there with a riding crop, or he wasn't your husband yet. He wasn't. <laughs> he was just this guy who, um, you know, was tall and handsome and funny and... Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. How's that soup? Delicious. Wow. That's great. You sure you don't want a little bite? This is a meal in and of itself. No, bite? thank you. You have it. It's so good. Okay. Oh, no, this yeah. is really good. Thank you. I'll have a little. Thank you. I like that little knock on the mic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Joe. So did you know right away that you guys were going to hit it off? Well, or? I knew that I liked him Yeah. right off the bat. I sort of spotted him and thought... I can work with that. <laughs> <laughs> the men are always the last to know. Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's what my mother always says, the women decide. Absolutely. You, you met my husband, Michael. So, you know, we met at the Drama Desk party. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we met at the Drama Desk holiday party. And, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, in 2009. Oh and my gosh. Same thing. He was, like, walking towards me, and I knew. And, oh. and we're both like second time arounders. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely my soulmate. Mm. I got really lucky. Well, that's awesome. So now getting back to Songbird, you play this mother who has this crazy son. How did you sort of differentiate between being a real mom and being this mom? I don't think Tammy Tripp thinks of herself as a mother. Right. At least not in the, in the sense that I think of myself. Kate thinks of herself as a mother. So, so a mother this is, is so good. You don't know what you're missing. Mm, I just have to tell you sure. right now. <gasps> it's delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Tammy thinks of herself as a as a you know um, an artist and a and a survivor and a businesswoman first. Mm. She doesn't think, and you know, maybe mother is like fifteenth on her list of things that she thinks of herself. Right. How she thinks of herself. Um, she's a pretty terrible mother, to be honest, in the play. Yeah. In the play. It's such a hard balance when you are an actor mm -hmm. or you are a performer to also be a mom, mm -hmm. don't you think? Yeah. It's hard. Oh, yeah. It's beyond any working parent. Like, if yeah. you have two parents who are working and then also trying to raise young people, it's, uh, it's a challenge because you just you feel constantly divided with one foot in each world. You, can't, you, you realize really quickly is you can't do everything well. There can be days when you're a fabulous mom, but a terrible actress, and there can be days when you're a fabulous actress, but a terrible mom. And you sort of have to let yourself off the hook. <laughs> this is true. 
does your son come along with you when you when you tour when you go away to that sort of thing? Mm -hmm. Let's see. He learned how to crawl when we were working in Dallas. He learned how to walk when we were working in Washington D.C. He had his second birthday, his first birthday in Washington D.C. His second birthday was in Chicago. I think it was only his third birthday that he actually spent in Brooklyn, where we live. Um, so yeah, he, in his early life, he traveled around with us quite a bit. It's so it's, he's a theater baby. Sure, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. I mean, he's not a theater baby in the sense that he sings and dances because he can't stand any of that. He hates it. <laughs> we were listening to music yesterday, and he just went up and stared me down and turned it off. No. Uh-huh, because I was singing along, and he hates it when I sing. So you don't can't sing him lullabies? Sure. And... We can sing, you know, as long as he sings along. Oh, ladies, enjoy it over here. Very good. good. Excellent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. As long as he sings along, it's okay. Yeah. As long as he's allowed to be the star, you know? Oh, that's so great. Mm-hmm. I bet he's gorgeous, too. He's really handsome. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he has two little girlfriends at school. Oh my god, I love it. I know, and they get like all shy when he walks in. It's so sweet. <laughs> That's so cute. And the best part is he's really kind. He's a very kind soul Aww. and very um, socially aware little kid. Oh, that's great. You know, he wants to know all the time how people are feeling and what's going on with that person in the other room and do they think it's funny? Oh, he is a little bit of a laugh whore. If he gets a laugh with something, he will repeat it until it's no longer funny. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's great. He loves jokes. If you're just joining us, this is Let's Do Lunch. We're loving our lunch mm-hmm. at uh, Village Prime with Kate Baldwin. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you come from a, a Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, I grew up half half of my childhood was spent outside of Chicago, and, okay. and half of it was spent outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Was it a small town upbringing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suburban. My little village in Milwaukee was in Shorewood. It was, uh, you know, a square mile. So yes, it was small. Did you know then that you wanted to do this, or was there other things that you were interested mm-hmm. in? I was always a really good student. I was really good at school. I liked school a lot. I liked tests. <laughs> Probably the only person on the planet. I still have nightmares that I, that I have a test coming and I forget everything. <laughs> sure, I think that's a common nightmare. I, yeah. still, I still have that nightmare too. Yeah. yeah, where you didn't show up the entire time and uh, yeah, and all the finals there. I think I just loved learning. So, what was your very first, very very first time on the stage? It doesn't have to necessarily be a Broadway debut. I don't remember. Don't I don't. Remember. I danced when I was a little kid, so probably like five years old. Dance ballet recital. You're a dancer. I was. I'm a former dancer. I'm a recovering dancer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the ensemble of Thoroughly Modern Millie. And there I was to cover, to understudy Angela Christian, who was playing uh, Miss Dorothy, and I found myself just there amongst some of the most was Sutton Foster in that one fierce Broadway dancers that you've ever ever seen. There was Roxanne Barlow and Amy Higgins and Joyce Chittick and Megan Sakura, and they were all in the ensemble. And there I was, kicking my legs up with them, and I couldn't believe that. Of all the things that I <laughs> thought that I was good at, dancing was definitely not at the top of the list. You know, I could hold my own with those ladies, sort of, as long as I was in the back. So yes, Sutton Foster was in that one. And if you look on the Tony broadcast of all of us doing "Forget About the Boy," if you see the tall person right, but directly behind Sutton at every time, that was that was me. Wow. <laughs> And that was the last time I danced on stage. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't miss it. Oh, okay, because I, <laughs> oh man, dancing. Is that up to you? you? You like dancing? You love it. I studied dance until I was about, oh. yeah, 40. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> what kind? All lyrical, jazz. Aww. I love it, love it, love it. And dancing is, when I go to see a show, mm. if the dancing rocks, I am there. You know, yeah. that's, that just puts the icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, there's so many good Broadway shows right now that have that feature fantastic dancing. I mean, I know. On the town just closed, but American in Paris is outstanding. And yeah. Did you do the Full Monty? Was that next? Or? The Full Monty was actually before. Oh, it was before. Did you know yeah. Patrick Wilson? Um, we did that? the show together a little bit, yeah. I love Patrick. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't say we knew each other. I was a swing and he was the lead, and you know. Mm -hmm. um, and he was kind of like a really private keep to himself kind of guy, you know, uh, doing that doing that role. Um, but I love the Full Monty. I thought that show was just expertly done and um, um, just really well crafted. I thought the score by David Yazbek was outstanding and then the book by Terrence McNally was superb. And I joined the cast a year into its run mm -hmm. when all the women started um, taking vacations and um, and you know the normal like absences for other engagements or illness would happen and so the ladies needed an extra swing so my Broadway debut was as a swing in the Full Monty. Oh okay okay if any show should be revived I completely agree that is the show. Oh you think be. so? Oh my gosh absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think it's really well done and and uh, I can't remember how it was received when it first when it premiered because that was 2000 2000 right so so I think it was critically praised I hope it was I think oh, it yeah. deserves to be and oh, Jack yeah. O'Brien as a director is outstanding and the cast was really great and and it was body and now we're we live in an even body or I wouldn't call it body I would disagree so? mm -mm. Okay. no it's okay. not body I would call it buddy it was a buddy show and I yeah. think part of the the demise of the show if you just this is all my opinion was the marketing I don't think it was marketed correctly I think it's I think it's a buddy show it's a show about friendship and what you would do for your best friends yeah, yeah and yeah. how you help them out in times of need mm -hmm. and if it's you know being silly and taking your clothes off you know no problem <laughs> um, if it's guys I mean because really there isn't a whole lot of like sex or nudity in the show at all like, until the very end and right. there's that funny funny strip thank oh, you can I want to wrap that up so I have room for my miss mm -hmm. it's so good Thank you. Have you ever had that that show where you, no matter what happened to you, you 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 had to go on. You never wanted your understudy to go for you. Mm -hmm. Like you would do whatever it took to perform. Yes, that's called my career. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not a person who calls out easily. I don't. I don't ever miss if I if I can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the one time the stage manager forced me to stay home was when I started getting dizzy in the middle of a, of a scene and I had to walk. It was, what show was this? It was The Music Man. Okay. And so I had to walk, it, you know, there's a footbridge scene and so there was like a beam, like a sort of a balance beam kind of thing that was a couple feet off the ground and I had to meet Harold Hill in the middle of it. And I started to sort of seeing stars and... Um, because you weren't eating or because well, you didn't feel well? Because I had a, a one-year-old at home and my husband was here in New York doing Mamma Mia and I was in Washington, D.C being mommy all day long to a one-year-old yeah. um, who still didn't sleep through the night. And so I was probably operating on like five hours of sleep, you know, over a, you know, over a year, really. Yeah. So I just kind of got the better of me at one point. And um, that's when my stage manager said, you're not coming to work tomorrow. Have you ever had moments, funky, fun moments, like in Songbird, has anything fun gone wrong? 
<laughs> mm, I wouldn't call it fun. Or, or has anything gone wrong? <laughs> yeah, guitars have been out of tune. There've been too much fog. You know, it's, usually it's a technical something or other. Oh, and I broke a pane of glass on stage. That was scary. It's not real um, glass, though. It is real glass, yeah. Really? Yeah, that door, you know, that the door that's upstage, the one door that we enter and exit through? Yeah. Um, uh, the beautiful, wonderful, genius set designer named Jason Sherwood found this, you know, old, beaten, weathered door. And so he put it into our set to give it that sort of more of an air of of authenticity like we've got these planks of wood we've got you know these sort of beat up floors so it looks very weathered and like lived in the set and so he found this cool door and that door gets slammed and it gets uh and the the doorknob knob started sticking so so i went to go open the door the doorknob stuck i laid my shoulder into the pane of glass as you would you know to get through a door and it just shattered right in front of me on stage while you did ah, hi here comes Maine. oh that looks yummy yummy thank you thank you wow yeah it shattered it shattered right in front of us and nobody was hurt so it was okay but just big shards of glass came down and and Erin and I were there together, and she just said, are you okay? And I said, yep, I'm okay. She said, all right, well, somebody needs to fix this window. And I said, mm-hmm, I'll go, you know, that let's go. That went into the play? That went well, into the, uh, yeah, the improv mean, of the play? I suppose. <laughs> it was a terrible improv. I mean, it was just, you know, it was just a, seeing what happened, and, and we... You know, I went off stage, and then and then sort of like every person who came on stage after that had like a um, a dustpan and a, <laughs> and a and a little brush to try to like every other person who came out. Oh, hey, how are you doing? And it was you know, and it was sweeping up the shards. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was a little dangerous. So before we start to eat, tell me what uh, what you want audiences to come away with um, when they see Songbird, and what are you looking forward to? What's your next project? I hope that people enjoy Songbird. I hope that they can recognize maybe aspects of each character that they can identify with or recognize and say, oh yeah, I have a mother like that, or I have an aunt like that, or I know that guy. Um, and sort of the ways that your family and friends work on each other and, and intertwine, and it's okay, and we're all human beings. And I hope they also come away with an appreciation for country music, because oh, yeah. I certainly did. So and, did I. Yeah. Do you know what your next foray, it's not going to be dancing, I think. <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say at this moment. Uh, How about we say that? Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, bon appetit. Thank you. You Same to you. And this is Let's Do Lunch with Kate Baldwin at Village Prime. Thank you. Thank you. Let's Do Lunch. Serving up conversations with chefs, winemakers, and celebrities. Wining and dining, Robin Milling delivers the dish to you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.